And please bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank and praise you for the gift of this day and for the opportunity to worship you, our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who brings us life and hope, who calls us to, to adventures that we do not know the ending of, but calls us to follow him as you lead us forward. God, lead us forward today. Fill our hearts, our lives, our minds with your spirit that we may be witnesses to the life that you bring. In Jesus' name, amen. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might anoint him very early in the morning, on the first day of the week. This is the task that is before these three women who begin our Easter story. It's a familiar story that Uh, It's easy for us to say, oh yes, I've heard that once before. But the reality is that this story is not one that we have just heard before. It is one that I invite you to see anew and live again today and each day as God continues to bring resurrection life to you, to us, and to all the world. Those women on that first resurrection day came to the tomb early in the morning. And on their way there, as they were headed that direction, they were talking. They were talking like we talk. They were talking about what concerns they had. (laughs) They were talking about what made them a little nervous and afraid. Their conversation said, How are we going to move this stone? You see, they knew that the stone in front of them, the boulder that was covering the tomb, the obstacle that stood before them, that stood between them and the task that they knew, they knew they just had to do. They knew that that stone, that boulder, that obstacle was what? It was too big for them. It was bigger than they could handle. It was more than they knew. And so they said, who's going to move it? How are we going to get through this? Do you see why I say this is not a story that happened long ago? It is a story that happens for us each and every day. Not a day goes by where we don't see in front of us a stone too large for us to move. And we might say to one another, how are we going to get past it? How are we going to do that thing that we just know we have to do? Well, the answer to their question and ours is God. God moved the stone. God removed the stone. 
Not them. Not us. God moved the stone so that when they arrived at the tomb, at the place where they thought that this is the moment that we have been preparing ourselves for, the stone had already been moved away. God had made a way for them. At this moment, I'm sure they were rejoicing. When those stones get moved in your life, you rejoice. We shout out, hallelujah. <laughs> Let's get on with it, right? But notice what happens next. Because they, they are still holding on to the spices, right? They're still there thinking that what they are here to do is one thing. They are here to care for their friend who has died their master and Lord who they saw crucified. They are there to tend to his lifeless body. To pay their respects. To do what is necessary. Even when it's hard. They are willing to step into the tomb. Knowing the work that is before them. And we must be as well. We must be willing to do what is necessary even when it's hard. We must prepare ourselves for what we see, what we have seen and know, and to respond to it with respect, with love, and with care that we might do all that we can even when it is hard to show honor to our Lord who leads us even through places of death. Well, that's what they thought they were going to do. So imagine their surprise when coming into the tomb, holding their spices, ready to do this hard work, they see not a lifeless body, but a young man dressed in white, sitting next to the folded grave clothes. The scripture says they saw him and they were alarmed. <laughs> Talk about an understatement, right? They were alarmed. I could think of a few other uh, descriptions that we could, we could throw in there. And certainly, we've been in that place where what we expected to come next was not what we saw. And we have been alarmed. But the young man sitting next to those grave clothes has a message. Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus who was crucified. Is that who you're looking for today? You are looking for Jesus 
who was crucified. The one who died for you is the one you are looking for. And we have trouble seeing him, don't we? But he's there. And the message of the young man in the tomb is simple. Do not be alarmed. You're looking for him. You know who he is. You know that he died for you. You know he was crucified. He has been raised. He's not here. There is the place where they laid him. But go. That's the message. Go, tell the disciples and Peter, tell them that he is what? He is going ahead of you. You see, this happens to us all the time. We come and we celebrate that God has moved the barrier that we have been waiting to move, and then we say, all right, now we can do what we expected to do. But God has news for us. What we expected is not always what God delivers. Sometimes where we think we are going to see Jesus, He isn't there. Sometimes where we expect, what we expected to be doing to honor Him, He doesn't need. Sometimes we just want Jesus to stay put. And Jesus keeps moving in front of us. You see, this is our story. This is how we live. Because this is the story of life. But it's the story of new life. And new life... (laughs) New life is unexpected and terrifying. And we often prefer old life. What we expected. What we knew. What we're prepared for. But brothers and sisters in Christ, let us not miss this story that Mark tells in our Gospel today for he ends it in a very disturbing fashion for a very important way. That message that went to those three women at the tomb first on that first resurrection day, go and tell Peter and and the disciples that Jesus is going ahead of you, that you will see him just as he told you he would. It's a message of trust in what you have not seen. Of going where you're not quite sure you're ready to go. Of sharing a word that you can hardly yet believe yourself. And God calls these women forward to do it. Mark tells us they fled from the tomb for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. And if that doesn't bug you, 
then you're missing Mark's point. You see, because it's not about blaming them. How could they? No, we're not pointing the finger. It's about us recognizing that can't be how it ends. And indeed, it wasn't for them either, or you wouldn't be here. Because those women witnessed the resurrection. And in their terror and amazement, finally they got the courage to speak. And, and though many didn't believe them when they heard their message, eventually some do. And so we come back to our story. It has been this way throughout the centuries as disciple after disciple, as witness after witness has dared to share a message that is beyond belief about something no one expected and none were prepared for about a life no one thought they were getting into. But God moved the stone and called us to new life, to resurrection life, and made them witnesses, and now you. You see, Mark tells the story the way he tells it, so that and in your hearing you would say, it cannot stop there. Fear does not have the last word. I dare to hope. And so I say to you, church, fearful and full of amazement as we are, God is moving the stones Life is not what we knew. And God is going before you. It is your move. Amen.